What's going on, friends? Welcome to another episode of Coaching for Millennials. This episode is part of our series, Uncovering Your Strengths, Using Your Talents to Enhance Your Career, Life, and Future. Today we have a special guest. Her name is Michaela Bean, and we're focusing on the theme slash strength of responsibility. So in this session, you're going to hear Michaela talk about how responsibility is her favorite theme out of her top five, how it works in her professional life, how it's helped her in her personal life, and all the things that it's done to impact her to lead a more successful life in her career, in her relationships, and all the things. So if you're someone who is interested in the Strengths Finder, please be sure to reach out. I have more information on that and how you can take the assessment, how you can get a coaching session, and how you can uncover your strengths to be more fulfilled and fueled in your life. I'm so excited for this session. Let's dive in. Are you a millennial who's struggling to find more purpose? Do you feel confused when you think about what you're created to do here? Do you waste time on job search engines searching for a better fit? Do you often feel unfulfilled with what you're doing on a day-to-day basis? Well, you don't have to feel that way anymore. Welcome to the Life and Business Coaching for Millennials, a safe space where people from all walks of life can come together to learn, grow, and transform. My name is Jose Miguel Longo, and I'm your host. Life and Business Coaching for Millennials is a place where diversity is celebrated and encouraged, where we can have open, honest conversations about uncovering your purpose in business, feeling more joy in your life, and ultimately finding more happiness and success. I look forward to having meaningful conversations and coaching sessions that will help you explore life, career options, be inspired, fueled, and fulfilled with laughter. It's time to chit-chat with Jose Miguel. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Coaching for Millennials. Today, I have a special guest here with me as we continue to talk about our series, Uncovering Your Strengths Using Your Talents to enhance your career, your life, and your future. This is going to be number two in the sessions, and we're here with a guest. Her name is Michaela Bean. Michaela, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So excited to be here. Yes, yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell people who you are and what you do so they can get a better sense of who Michaela is. Absolutely. So I am first and foremost a millennial. Super excited to be talking to hopefully reaching other millennials to talk about how we're all just trying to figure out this messy life. Um, I am a higher education administrator, specifically working in student conduct in Texas uh, currently. So I am in my third year here as a student conduct officer. Um, Besides that, I've worked in new student orientation and student organizations, but very, very much so within higher education. Awesome. And when we think about our strengths, I'm sure that for the work that you do with students, your top five play a really big role in that. A huge role, yes. So um, my top five are relator, learner, individualization, analytical and responsibility. Um, So all of them are constantly active in my role, especially working in student conduct. You know, I've got 
the learner and the analytical that's all about figuring out, well, what exactly did happen? Uh, but then you've got the relator and individualization and those uh, relationship building themes to kind of, you know, get the students to, to be your friends that they want to tell you what happened, which can always be a challenge. Um, and then just my responsibility, which I think we're going to get into is the one that I identify with the most. I've always identified with it. Um, and that's, that's just all about executing. I, I'm biased, but I feel like responsibility is like the most executing of the executing themes. Yeah, I think a lot of people will agree with you on that one. So before we dive into how it really fits into and why it's your favorite, I just want to read what Gallup's definition of responsibility is because I think like any of the 34 themes that we're talking about in this series, we will look at what you know our textbook quote unquote definition is, and then we'll look at what each person identifies and how they hold it to their own. So, mm -hmm. so Gallup says, your responsibility theme forces you to take psychological ownership for anything you commit to. And whether large or small, you feel emotionally bound to follow it through to completion. Your good name depends on it. If for some reason you cannot deliver, you automatically start to look for ways to make it up to others. Apologies are not enough. Excuses and rationalizations are totally unacceptable. You will not quit be you will not quite be able to live with yourself until you have made restitution. This conscientiousness, this near obsession for doing things right, and your impeccable ethics combined to your to your create your reputation utterly dependable. So totally with what you just said as to being the really the ultimate one that fits into that that mold, so to speak. I, how do you feel about that definition that Gallup represents for that, for responsibility? So I have always identified with responsibility. So I took my strengths for the very first time um, back when I was a junior, I think, in my undergrad. So about seven years ago. Um, and at that point, it was my number one. I recently retook my strengths as I uh, became certified as a strength coach because the opportunity was there so I took it but it was you know it's utterly dependable um some of those other words of you know people come to you because they know you're going to get it done that has always been that's always been me like if, if I could describe myself in one phrase it's I get things done like point blank if you ask me to do it I'm going <laughs> to do it it's going to be done well it'll be on your desk before the due date um and I will share just becoming a, a strengths coach, I got my full 34 at this point and five of my top 10 strengths are in executing. So that just like bolstered that even more. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, and we'll dive into what that domain looks like um, mm -hmm. here in a sec. I, don't you just find it fascinating? It's funny how you said, I get things done. And my version of that is I get shit done. That's my achiever all the way. And when I need to get something done, let me tell you, nothing in my way, I don't have responsibility. I'm pretty sure it's in my top 20. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, my input and my individualization combined with that achiever, when you start pushing through on some projects and some things that it just kind of fights its way through to the end um, to get it all situated. So I love that you said that. Let's dig a little bit into 
how you think your responsibility has impacted you the most in your life. Because one of the things that I want people to get out of listening to this podcast series is that your strengths are something that we carry with ourselves with us for the rest of our lives, right? If you choose to maximize them, it's up to you. And I think when we talk about responsibility, some people look at the word and look at the definition that might be in the Webster or the Oxford Dictionary and not think about how, how Gallup has really impacted it. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so aside from me just identifying with it, right, with responsibility, it's, and I think strengths are, are all kind of like this. Um, some people refer to as, you know, there's a shadow side, they're a bit of a double-edged sword, you know, so responsibility has, I think, helped me in my career as far as I'm, I am dependable, like people know that about me. But on the same note, and this is something that I'm still working through as I'm, you know, working to aim my talents better, um, is knowing when to say no, right? And for me, for responsibility, it's like the moment you ask for my help, I have that ownership, you know, and that, that's exactly in the Gallup definition is you have that personal ownership when you're asked for help and it's immediate. Um, and so it can be a really big challenge to fight against that a little bit and say, you know, I, I'm so happy you've asked for my help and I really, really wanna help you, but right now my plate is full. And so it's definitely been, um, I think also a source of a lot of stress, a lot of undue stress for myself. Uh, you know, especially I think a lot of people, you know, we all multitask, you're not just doing one thing. So it's taking everything on at work, taking everything on at school, taking everything on um, to help your friends. And that's how we, you know, we can talk about the individualization and the relator kind of um, impact my responsibility that, um, and I don't want to go too deep into those because I know you're going to cover those somewhere else, but like relator is really about having a really small circle of friends and knowing them really, really well. And so my responsibility kicks in and like just gives me so much more ownership of anything I say I'm going to do for or with anybody, you know, like we were having a lot of fun. I said I was going to help you move. The day comes and I actually don't have time, but I said I was going to do it. So now I have to rearrange my entire life to make sure that I can fulfill that promise to you as my friend. Um, and so a, a lot of that was just career-based and so something I want to touch on. And I think you mentioned it because um, I listened to a few episodes of your podcast and the biggest aha moment for me with strength actually came during my coach training when they started talking about well-being and for, you know, six, seven years, I was a strength nerd. I love strength, but I only ever saw it as a professional development tool. Interesting. And it wasn't until they brought up well-being that I thought about, holy smokes, I need to be using these strengths in my personal life. Um, and so that's been a recent development for me that my responsibility has always been about what other people expect or ask of me and I've been letting myself down a lot with promises for myself with you know things I'm gonna I say I'm going to do in terms of my fitness or my you know my mental well-being um and so that switch kind of flipped for me um six weeks ago or so when I went through that program 
that now I'm trying to be more deliberate about really leaning on my strengths in my personal life. So that's something like, hey, I said I was going to go to that 5 a.m. workout, and so now I need to do it or I'm letting myself down. Yeah. Recognizing that kind of impact as well. I, I love that you brought that up and it never clicked to me. You you took the question out of my mouth, so thank you. But then also Gallup's research has definitely pivoted to be more defined into the spaces that we're growing into. If you think about mental health and how the last five to eight years, because 10 years ago, I don't even think the words mental health or something that came out of our mouths as easy as it does today. And how we take that, that approach to well-being and wellness and how we find that, you know, the nature of higher education doesn't allow for that space unless we create that space. We talk about that work-life personal balance. I don't really truly believe that higher education allows you for that. And I think a lot of institutions want to pretend to pride themselves into it but they just work their peer, their their employees to the ground. Um, you know, I I took the assessment. I'm dating myself as a millennial, but I took it back 11 years ago, 12 years ago now. Um, and when I became a coach at the time, those were not the conversations we were having. But I took it upon myself to invest and continue investing in myself to adapt and learn about all the different facets. You know, what are the things that we focus on? And the conversations I'm having with people is life. How has this blended into your life outside of the professional piece? Because I think a lot of people who think about this think of it just as a person, a professional development tool. So I'm so glad and grateful that you brought that up. How, you might've answered this already, but tell me in the sense of how you've been treating it now that you've become a certified coach, how has it truly impacted you? And I'm sure that your um, you know, your relator along with your responsibility are blending a lot together. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the biggest change and impact that becoming a coach has had on me is that while I've taken strengths before and even in previous jobs, we, you know, maybe we had a retreat day where we talked about the team's strengths nothing ever happened beyond that. You know, like they were like, we're going to use strengths and it's going to be great, but they never followed up on the conversation. Um, and I think what's important for people to know is that strength is a tool. It's not just a, here's your paper and now you're automatically better. It's something that you have to work on. So since becoming a coach, I'm, I'm working to do a lot of that work in my office. It's a very small office. There's two professional staff and two student workers, but we've now we're adding strengths into our weekly office meetings and adding that professional development component in and um, trying to center the way we speak to each other around strength. Um, so I, I think that, and I'm, I'm not sure that I totally answered your question, but that's the biggest thing is when you say that you're using strengths just based on my experience, I question what that means. Because it's not just I took the assessment. Yeah, it, it's yeah. so much more than that. And up until you know the past couple months, I wasn't getting the more than that. Interesting. And so I think that brings up a good question that 
you know, given the circumstances of your situation where you took it, I think it was an undergrad, right? You took it first mm -hmm. in undergrad and then you took it again now in your professional role, which I will say that you're not supposed to take it more than once, right? But right. I think it, when, when I was looking at your themes, I was laughing, to be honest. I was like, ha, that just goes to prove that the theory is correct, right? They, that your, your themes just rotate based on when you are in your life. Mm -hmm. It's not enough. And so many people that I've heard that I've coached and worked with over the last five to six years as a strange coach, because I'm diving, diving in, digging in deeper into that space, are finding themselves that they've taken the tool, but done nothing with it. And when you talk about just taking it, right, you're not living to your full potential. You're not unleashing those talents to be able to uncover what they truly mean. When you took it back in the day, um, an undergrad, was there anything that surprised you other than your responsibility? Because I know that you were like, yeah, that's totally me. Of course, I'm going to be responsibility. Yeah, so when I when I first took it, command was in my top five. Uh, so command is an influencing theme, um, and it's very much about you know you're you're able to kind of take control of a room very easily. Um, and I guess looking back, it kind of makes sense, right? The time that I took it, I was in a leadership role within my organization. I was you know in leadership roles in high school, so based on the time of my life and me being, you know, just barely not a teenager, maybe it makes sense that I felt like that was, I remember reading it and being like, oh yes, I'm, you know, I'm boss B, you know, and I, I, I can do those things. Um, and it's no longer in my top five. And it's, uh, looking back, I'm shocked that it was. In the first Because I think place. that was, yeah, I, I'm shocked that it was as high as it was. Um, and, and I think that's just because that's not my personality. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you and know I what? Think, Go ahead. Sorry. I think people sometimes take this too. And when you just look at the, if all you look at is the word, it's really easy to be like, no, that's not me. Like I know my supervisor has harmony and we work in student conduct. And so that doesn't sit right with her. Like she's like. <laughs> No, I'm not. No, that's very kumbaya. I'm not kumbaya. Um, but again, it's I, I didn't get the more than here's the assessment. You know, I didn't get a whole lot of like coaching with that to explain how the strengths interact with one another and, you know, how they show up differently in the different avenues of your life. Um, I didn't yeah. get that information. Yeah, and I think that the parts that people sometimes discover is that you grow into them when you spend time with them. And the, the reality is that you didn't have the opportunity when you took it originally to live with them. And you mentioned that it wasn't really part of your personality, which coming kind of coming full circle now, having gone through the experience again, you can now totally validate for yourself you know, what you learned about yourself through the journey, right? And then now what you want, your, want for yourself as you've now become a coach and what that means and how you want to, how you want to take that to the next step. Um, you know, when you think about this and you met, you mentioned this a little bit, what were some barriers, right? Because I think that you mentioned your boss 
having harmony, right? And the idea mm -hmm. of it being so kumbaja when we think about just the title of the word and strange crust being one of those tools that has its own language, right? Mm -hmm. it, it really does. It's its own dictionary in a sense. You know, there's, there's the book that gives you all the definitions by textbook. Um, did you find within your top five that there was a barrier that you had with your other themes, maybe you're in your relator or, or in the other, or maybe it was your maximizer? Yeah, absolutely. So it's actually, I think my barrier came with the domains. Oh, okay. So, um, and that for me was being shocked that I had two relationship building themes in my top five. Um, it's something that now I love. Um, and I can see that, I, I mean, I'm using my relator and my individualization all the time. And, and again, I've been doing work on these. So I, I really do identify with all of my top five at this point, but I never would have described myself as a people person. Um, I never thought that I wanted to, you know, work in a job where I'm interacting with people all the time. And if this past year has taught me anything, this past year of not interacting with people, it's, it's that I do need that interaction, that those interactions actually do energize me. But I think I was always thinking about uh, being a people person and, and working with people in, as in large groups. Whereas yeah. my relator and my individualization really thrive in like one-on-one -on -one and small group environments. For sure. I am 100% with you on that. I, I think about the work that I do, obviously, in my full-time job as, as a director of career services, is there's a lot of more one-on-one, -on -one, but then I'm teaching in a, in a group environment. But even in my coaching business, you know, I, the idea of creating a small group coaching program is something I'm working towards. And it doesn't necessarily not bring me joy. It doesn't necessarily not um, fulfill me. It's just one of those things I'm like, do I really have to? <laughs> but I'm doing it because I want to grow in my business, right? And I see that as a goal to be able to fulfill that. So I definitely understand where you're coming from. With you got to lean on that achiever then of this is just something that I want to do and I'm going to do it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I think that I love the, if I apply the learner in mind and the ideation in mind to be able to bring that idea to life, it will ultimately fit into the achiever 100%. Yeah. So- you know, Gallup always offers some ideas for action when it comes to each of the themes. Um, one idea for action is uh, emphasize your senses of responsibility. For example, when you're in the job search or, um, you know, when you talk about volunteering, you mentioned volunteering early on in your undergraduate. Um, and then, you know, how do you align yourself with others who share your sense of responsibility? Um, is there anything that you think stands out to you with your theme about taking action in it? I think, so obviously there is some, some joy and energy found in fulfilling those responsibilities, like in doing the things you say you're going to do. There's, I think for me, I get a lot of intrinsic value from that um, and for me, and I'm sure for a lot of other people, it, it comes in the form of checking something off a list and, you know, getting that little boost. Um, that's really helpful. I, I would say that I think one of the best things you could do 
if you are really strong in responsibility, um, my action would actually be to involve other people. So my supervisor knows my responsibility is really, really strong. And she checks in like every single week to see what do you have on your plate? Is there, is there any way I can help support you with what's on your plate? You know, um, and just having someone there and that's in my work life and my personal life. It's my partner who, you know, has to check in with me and say, I think maybe you're doing too much. Maybe, maybe we don't need to do 14 things on a Saturday. Maybe we just need to do like four things and, and relax for a moment. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. That's so funny. That's, I, I, you know, I don't, I've never had my husband take the assessment, but I'm wondering now, as you mentioned that, I'm like, don't you think that's a little bit too much? Now you're over planning and you're not giving yourself some breathing room. So I, fi I find myself doing what your significant other does to you. <laughs> yeah, it, it's always, and I think that's, that's been the biggest thing for me for responsibility because responsibility is my drive. Like it is, I said I was gonna do this thing, so I'm gonna do it. Even if here we are, you know, and maybe for work, it's, you know, three months after I said I was going to do a project and I'm beginning to like hate myself for saying I was going to do that project. <laughs> <laughs> but I said I was going to do it. So-and-so is waiting for it. You know, I, I gave them that this deadline. Um, so maybe that's another thing is deadlines. I really love deadlines. And sometimes in work and a lot of times in higher education, we have these really fabulous ideas and we're told, yeah, do that, run with it. But no one gives any deadlines. And so I've, I've, I always go through the effort of making imaginary deadlines for myself. <laughs> because if no one else is, if everyone else is just like, oh yeah, do that, let me know when you're done. I need to create deadlines for myself to help me prioritize or just it will continually get pushed to the back burner because inherently I'm going to continue taking on other projects. Yep. Those projects have a deadline. <laughs> Yeah, I, imaginary items to happen. I'm with you on that 100%. I totally can see how that takes on a mind. It's a, a mind of its own. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to leave listeners with that they can learn more about you, where they can find you, um, you know, how they can connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not very many places. I, I am on social media. I'm very much a millennial in that sense. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Michaela CB. Um, if you like food, I've got a little food Instagram account. It's at two blue plates. Um, and then just find me on LinkedIn. I'm happy to connect with anybody. Um, I love to talk about strengths and just nerd out. So if you're just trying to learn a little bit more and, um, not to throw, throw any shade to Jose, but if you want to talk about strengths and not pay for it, like, let me know. I'll just talk to you. I'll, <laughs> I'll share some things with you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm open to connecting. If you send me a message and I don't respond right away, I apologize. <laughs> well, this was an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for spending some time with us to talk about responsibility, Michaela. I know that it for you sounds like it's deeply rooted into who you are and your DNA as a person. It's given you the space to grow and the space to become the person you are now in your professional career. And you're also given it the space and the life it needs in your personal life. So I'm so excited for you. Thank you for being on the show. We really appreciate the time. 
And we look forward to possibly having you again for another series that we might do with Strengths Quest. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Like I said, open, open to talk about strengths any day. Super. Hey, friends. So this episode was so much fun. I had such a great time having Michaela as a guest on the show. If this was something that brought you value and you felt like it really resonated with you, go ahead, jump over to Apple Podcasts or go over to podchaser.com. Please follow the podcast and leave a review. I have a special promotion that I'm running right now exclusively for listeners who are interested in jumping into one of the level up packages that I offer specifically for strains. If you're someone who is looking to use Strains Finder to enhance your life, have a meaningful career, and establish a better presence with yourself and be able to be in all the spaces, this promotion is $250 off the level up package for Strains Building. This is exclusively through the month of March, so it expires very soon. I may extend it because the series is going for such a long time, but be sure to catch it. Go onto my website, coachingwithjoseandmiguel.com or coachingformillennials.com. You can find all the info there. Thank you so much. Have an awesome one. Until the next episode. Hey, Chit Chatter, before you go, if you love this episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. I read every single one of them. It would mean the world to me. And if you love some free coaching, go ahead, like, subscribe, and in the review, leave us a comment Go ahead and screenshot it and then post it on over on Instagram stories and tag me at Jose Miguel Longo. Thank you so much for listening. All my love. And I can't wait for you to listen to the next episode.